Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. No Jay Binkley. Bink at Night was Bink this morning. Nice little fresh breath in here. Fresh voice. I do want to bring this up because I want to know who did it better between Carrington and Jay Binkley. For those of you that remember last year, Binkley was just was just rolling. So this is Binkley's voice last year. Here, here's Binkley. Welcome to Bink at Night. Hey, welcome back to Bink at Night. As we like to do, we call it Monday Evening Quarterback with Kent Swanson. Kent, sorry about my voice, brother. Hey, you're all right. Very you old. just fine, my friend. <laughs> hey, man, what did you make of Mahomes yesterday? Was that his best performance ever? So that's Jay Binkley. This is Carrington Harrison. I've been called Bruce Weber today. I've been called Doc Rivers Rob during the commercial break said that I need to pick up a new endorsement. Someone on the text line said that I sound like this individual. You know, champions, SEC champions, elite. That's where LSU needs to be. And we plan to plan on staying on the top. You want to go ahead and say it? Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. Go Tigers. It's a tough day out here. Weather's changing. The leaves are blowing around. Your voice. Got to take care of your voice. Got to go get you some bourbon. Go get to the advice of what they tell you in the college books. Protect voice 101. But who played it better? My voice of the year goes to Carrington over Jay Binkley. Jay Binkley just would do this show in sign language if he could and just be music in the background. Chiefs Cowboys coming up. Pete Sweeney joins us at 630. Josh Fernier to talk about some new fits. Kyle Zimmer, breaking news, just got DFA'd by the Royals to make room on the 40-man roster for others. So no Zimmer. You give up a home run to your brother, not a good look in the MLB. That's not why, obviously, but they make room for the Royals to add players to their 40-man roster. MJ Melendez as well as one of those players. But again, it's all about the Cowboys and the Chiefs when it comes to, I guess, Bink at night or whatever we're calling this tonight. But 6-9, to nine, the practice squad, whatever it is you want to call it. Um, Amari Cooper, breaking news, out with COVID, but also big for them because he's going to miss the Thanksgiving Day game as well as what they're expecting. I also think with all the NFL rule changes that they have, You'd think that one of the rules they could change is this Thanksgiving thing because, again, they're going to have a team that has yet to win a game, play a home game on Thanksgiving. Like, just take a page out of the NBA's playbook, right? Take a page out of that book. Christmas Day, it's loaded. And I don't care if people are going to say, well, the NBA is just not my sport. It may not be your sport, but you can do enough research to know that when Cleveland, when they had LeBron, played the Warriors when they had Steph, Durant, and Clay, that that's a matchup worth noting. That when the Celtics and the Mavericks play each other because it's Tatum versus Luka, that that's a matchup. 
you'd think that maybe Dak versus Mahomes on Thanksgiving Day would be a little bit something that would boost morale for the NFL. I get it. Dallas is in Kansas City, but with all the vote, with all the things they change year in and year out, hell, they decide to move field goals back or extra points back. You'd think they could change things when it comes to the Thanksgiving Day games because last year we're reminded it was uh, not a good slate. Not at all. In fact, the third game, because of COVID, got banged, and they didn't even have a third NFL game on Thanksgiving last year between, I think, what was the Saints and it doesn't really matter. Falcons, maybe? Who knows? Either way, it wasn't played last year as a third game due to COVID protocols. But we get into tonight with Chiefs versus Dallas as it is kind of what built the NFL is what this matchup is all about. This matchup is all about superstar at quarterback and a lot of publicity when it comes to two teams. That's exactly what this is. Of course, the breaking news today, Amari Cooper goes out with the COVID protocol testing positive. But right now, this game is exactly what the NFL wants. This is exactly what the NFL is, and this is exactly what has made the NFL as successful and the product that it is today because you have two of the top five quarterbacks in the league. You have a lot of talent on the field on both sides of the ball. You have Tyree Kill, CeeDee Lamb, You would have had Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, even if he isn't what he was three years ago. You still hear the name Zeke Elliott. You still see him when he scores, feed the beast. You have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill on the other side as well. And this matchup is exactly where the NFL wants to sit. It's 325, it's Joe Buck, it's Troy Aikman, and it's Sunday afternoon football. You know right now what you're doing Sunday afternoon from 3 o'clock until 9 o'clock, and so does almost everybody else who watches the NFL. You don't have to be from Dallas or Kansas City to have some sort of interest in this game because of what the world of fantasy football is. There's tons of options there, but also because this is one team who's been to three straight AFC championship games versus a team who is still, I guess, somewhat coined as America's team. That's what this matchup is, and it's two superstar receivers that are in this matchup. The Chiefs also on a hell of a hot streak. And this four-game stretch is what a lot of us looked at from, the, from outside the magnifying glass and said, what can the Chiefs do in these next four weeks? Can they go 3-1? and one? Well, now they're 3-0. and oh. They play Dallas Sunday. Dak Prescott is back. And Dallas comes off of, you know, basically an ass-kicking of the Atlanta Falcons. But you can't put too much stock into that because the Atlanta Falcons have scored three points in the last eight quarters of football. Not a good team. Dallas's game before that, they got spanked by Denver. It was 16-0 in the first half. It ended up being 30-16, to I think, the final score. Denver went into Dallas, took care of business. Dallas is a team that is in which kind of not really shown their full colors yet. Dak's been in, Dak's been out. Zeke Elliott's not fully healthy. They do have a two-headed monster with Tony Pollard. But now there's no Amari Cooper on the outside. And as much as CeeDee Lamb has improved in a second-year receiver, and as much as I think CeeDee Lamb is a stud in a future just beasts when it comes to that position. It's going to be tough to go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs this Sunday. I think the Chiefs' defense, it's obvious they're playing better when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. And when you have a matchup like this, where it is, Mahomes versus Dak Prescott seems to be what's the first thing that shouts out on the piece of paper. The NFL is still very, very popular because of matchups like this. But don't get lost in the media point of Dak versus Mahomes. There's a, lot, there's a lot many more aspects when it comes to this game. You look at Tyreek Hill, arguably the best receiver in football. I truly believe that. I think we're seeing the end of the DeAndre Hopkins era. I'll listen to Devontae Adams. But Julio Jones, it was fun. 
Michael Thomas, it's been great. DeAndre Hopkins, life comes at you fast sometimes. And the Arizona wide receiver is out once again this Sunday. But, I mean, you look at what's there. Travis Kelsey, also a conglomerate when it comes to tight end in the NFL, if not the best top three, depending on who you ask where you're looking at. But this is the type of matchup that has made the NFL what it is today and what it will do continuing going forward. Mahomes versus Prescott, Cowboys versus Chiefs, and I guess you can look at it if you want to when it comes to Clark Hunt versus Jerry Jones. We'll get into that a little bit later as there is some weird award that they're a trophy that those two play for. But the other thing that's amazing about this Chiefs run that I just kind of mentioned where they've gone 3-0 and in these next four or in these last four games and they've got one to go, that that's what we looked at. Go 3-1 and in the next four and then we'll see where you're at entering the bye. The Chiefs seem to be the best team right now this season to avoid that big hit. And the other thing that they seem to be, to be missing out on is the bad team loss. Now, I'll give you they've lost Clyde Edwards-Elair, but to be honest with you, it hasn't really affected this team moving forward. Now, the rushing yards may not be there, but it's been such a small sample size with Clyde Edwards that it's, uh, you can't really measure that out with Darrell Williams because he was absolutely great last week against the Raiders. But there's no loss to a bad team that we keep seeing week after week. How many people lost money to Tampa Bay versus Washington? Baltimore versus the Dolphins. There's always these good teams that lose to a bad team, and the Chiefs haven't done that, and the Chiefs haven't had a major significant injury to their team that's affected them going forward. A lot of other teams have had that. That's where the Chiefs have kind of separated, luckily, and hopefully I'm not jinxing this as well, but hopefully the Chiefs can continue moving forward without getting that hiccup in the season. Other teams, not as lucky. You saw how the Ravens season started. Wasn't great. You see how the Chiefs season started. Up and down, kind of all around, but they haven't had that bad loss team show on the record yet. She's not there. Jay Southland, Toast Service, text line 913-576-7610. Chiefs should win by a touchdown. I think it's more than a touchdown. I'm dead serious. I know it's 7-2 versus 6-4. and four. You could say the NFC is a little bit tougher than the AFC. But I honestly think it's more than a touchdown. What if it's a close loss? Are they still back from the 8-1-6? We can do this in the NFL from time to time where we can get kind of sidetracked of what's happening in the now. Yes, you just storm roll the Raiders. Chiefs look good. Chiefs avoid these injuries. Chiefs avoid the bad loss. Teams figured out what they needed to do against the Chiefs, and what did the Chiefs do? It was a little bit rough. There were some rocky roads, but these last four games, or these last three games, the Chiefs sit 3-0. and The Chiefs look to go into this Sunday at home, facing the Cowboys, a very good team. And they look to take care of business. And one thing that the Chiefs have done and the Chiefs continue to do is they avoid that loss and they've avoided the injury bug and they've avoided some serious COVID protocols. Now, again, I don't know what Amari Cooper was doing or how he contacted it. But it just seems that all these teams 
like the Packers, like the Bucks, like the Cowboys, like the Ravens, these teams that are playing for things this year, that have a roster that has a Super Bowl type of roster, they continuously, continuously have stuff like this come up. But the Chiefs don't. And some of those teams that I just mentioned have lost to teams that they shouldn't. Now, on the flip side of that, if you want to play devil's advocate and say, well, the Chiefs have gotten their ass kicked by pretty good teams. That's fair. But they're 6-4. and four. They lead the AFC West. They're right back where they wanted to be. And they got a chance right now to play against a Dallas team at home coming off a big win where a lot of people think that swagger is, in fact, back. We're going to find out here in about 48 hours. That's for damn sure. Dusty Likens, Julio Sanchez here tonight, 610 Sports Radio. It's Werewolf at Night. It's not Pink at Night. Refuse to call it that. It's Werewolf at Night. Coming up a little bit later, we'll have Pete Sweeney. Also, we'll be joined by Josh Furnier. It's kind of of a little bit of a baseball news today as there was some roster moves. Also, some uniforms were unveiled. I like them. And like the drive talked about earlier, Variety came out with their top five HBO shows. I disagree um, with what their top five is and what I think my top five looks like. Julio will also say his. But coming up next, I think this game means a little bit more to one individual. And of course, that individual is Patrick Mahomes. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on Werewolf at Night, your host, Dusty Likens, alongside Julio Sanchez. It's a Friday, Red Friday. It's 618, and you're probably... uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but you're probably happy that you've gotten to the weekend. If not, you're getting ready to head out and go get a bite to eat. How's it going, buddy? Oh, I mean, I'm good, man. I'm good. We we haven't worked together in in quite a while. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, A little bit of news. Um, So I had my first real, like, old man injury, right? (laughs) Okay. So I fell down the stairs yesterday afternoon. Pull the salvi? Yeah. No, I, he he fell going up the stairs. Okay. I at least was going down the stairs. My heel hit the uh, edge of the stairs at the very top. So it was only like six stairs. And my heel hit the, uh, hit the top and slid. There was like no grip. Slid all the way down. And on the left side of the railing, my foot got caught. So Ooh. like the last part of the fall, it went backwards. And I basically was like laying there like Joe Theismann on Monday Night Football. Um, Except my foot is what got caught, not my knee. And I'm pretty sure I broke my pinky toe. So so when did this happen? Yesterday afternoon. My pinky toe is the color. It's just, it's literally blue and purple. So you you probably fractured it. Yeah. Are you planning on... Going to get this checked out? Or are you just going to no, well, there's nothing you can man do it, it out? So enough. I do have medical insurance, so that's not the reason. <laughs> I'm not a scumbag. Okay. But so the thing is, and I'm going to send you this picture right now, Julio, and I know no one else can see it. And please, uh, I have disgusting feet. I think feet are the most disgusting thing on the earth. Gross. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So just, just ignore it. But I'm going to send you a picture, and you tell me if you think it's broke or not. And the only problem I have is that I'm supposed to do a 5K tomorrow. 
dude. What? No. no. Don't do it? I, I think mean, I'm okay. I feel like this is common sense to tell you not to, like, you should know But this, a 5K is only 3.1 no. 3. miles. And I can yeah, walk no, that. No. And I walked on this all day today. No, and I just went through this with my girl. Yeah. She broke her foot in two places. She fractured her foot. See, it's not my foot. It's a pinky toe. And it was part of her toe. Mm. So, and she had to be out of commission. She does CrossFit and such. She was out of commission for a month. Mm-hmm. You should not be doing any kind of activity like that whatsoever. I think I I'm like doing that's it. common sense. Jay but. Southland, Toe Service, Texas, 913576. I'm pretty sure I broke my pinky toe. I should still be okay to do a 5K tomorrow. Again, I can walk it. I don't have to run or jog. I can walk it. I can walk. I, honestly, I, I do this. I do it probably three, four times a week. I walk three miles in under 47 minutes. That's definitely broke, by the way. And, and that's <laughs> disgusting, dude, by the way. Dude, it's jacked. That's, it is, that's it not is good. definitely jacked up. Is your, is your toe normally sideways, by no. the way? Uh, it does kind of like have like a little bit of a raise on it. I have a weird pinky, so it does not always sit flat. Yeah, you have fun with that tomorrow. If if that's the uh, if that's what you choose to I do, I think I'm gonna be okay. Just... I think I'm gonna be okay. Mike and Sedalia, go ahead. You're joining Werewolf at Night. What's up, man? Hey, hey, yeah. I feel you on the old man injuries. Uh, right. Man, I'm almost forty. I'm a college basketball official, and the season's getting going, and I'm starting to feel it already. You got some tight legs way, right now. I feel way too early. <laughs> but hey, happy Red Friday. Yeah. So I had I heard some NFL uniform talk. And I'd like to offer uh, some fun Friday-type topic. Just hear me out. Okay. So, first of all, I don't think the Chiefs should ever change their uniforms. I love them. I love the red pants, the red on red. Maybe we should throw some yellow in there sometime. But just something fun to talk about. Okay. So, the Broncos, they change their uniforms. Oh, I know where they, this is going. They win back-to-back Super Bowl. Yeah. The Bucks change their uniforms. Right. They win a Super Bowl. The Browns leave Cleveland. They go to Baltimore. They win a Super Bowl. Mm. The Rams change their colors. Greatest show on turf. Titans are hitter, you know, Titans or whatever. They they leave they leave Houston. They go to a Super Bowl. They lose. The Pats I think the Patriots is the biggest one. They change their uniforms and they turn into a dynasty. Mm. Uh, it's just something to think about, something fun to talk about on Friday. Nice. You know? Yeah, it's the Royals changing their uniforms. That means they're going to win the World Series, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, all right, Mike, will you take care? And what's your prediction for Sunday Chiefs-Cowboys? Uh, I think, uh, I, I mean, like they were saying earlier, it's kind of neutral, neutral side, one and a half. Chiefs are only a favorite because they're at home. I think if we play anything like we did in Las Vegas, I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown. Nice. Well, Mike, take care and don't let anybody give you any crap and have a quick whistle when it comes to tees. I was always told that's the strategy to have. I got a game on Saturday. I'm a K-State fan, so I'm going to have to record the Baylor game, so I'm going to have to keep my phone phone on lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Take care. Uh, Thanks for the call. Smalley in Odessa. Go ahead, man. Uh, Smalley from Odessa. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? You guys are talking about old man injuries. Right. I've got three boys. And I'm not even 40 yet. Right. And we were doing front rolls in the front room, playing ninjas, and I didn't tuck my head right. Ooh. And slammed my shoulder right into the living room floor and dislocated it. Did you have to go all Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon and, like, slam it into the side of the wall? Oh, no. I screamed like a girl. <laughs> and my wife was taking video of it the whole time. Good. So you can actually see me. Good. Screaming. 
the top of my lungs in the video. She put some music to it on TikTok. It's pretty funny. God, how pissed were you knowing that you're on camera? Uh, I didn't know it was on camera at the time until she posted it. Oh, good. No, no, even asking you if it's okay. Just went straight to with it. Yes, sir. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, man. Yeah. Everybody here on the text line says I should definitely keep doing the 5k tomorrow. It's, I think it's just a broken pinky toe. So I should be good. Right. Yeah. It's just a toe. You, you'd be good to go. I've broken my, I've broken several toes. You'll be all right. See, and, and Julio told me that I should go to the doctor. But again, if I go to the doctor, they're just going to say to put some like buddy tape on it, put it in a boot. I don't want a boot. I just let it ride. Right. Yeah. Let it ride. It'll be fine. All right, man. Well, you have a good, what's your prediction for Sunday? Uh, I think now that Amari Cooper's out, I think we have a pretty good shot. I'm thinking maybe something like uh, 35-28 Chiefs. Nice. Well, you take care. No, Dez, have a good night. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, too. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't think this segment was going to get dominated by old man injuries. Right? I do have the shoe off on the left foot Such uh, a manly tonight. Man. I, you got to let it breathe, man. man. This says maybe walk, absolutely do not run. I didn't have any plans of running. I did have... My plan to attack this 5K was to do it under 30 minutes and to do the first mile walk, like power walk it, try to get it under 15 minutes, then do the next mile while jogging. And then the final lap <laughs> was to do a power walk jog. So basically a jog. I a mean, silent J. Since when, so this is the time, right, that you choose to now listen to the text line. I feel like I've never heard you take advice. From the I text, always listen now to Now is the time that you want to take advice from the text line. And it's medical advice. I won't take this advice. Toe. This from the 913 says I can get you a toe by 4 o'clock. I mean, well, I, 4 o'clock a.m.? Put, put it on ice. It's fine. Yeah, see, I used to be a truck. This is from the 816. I used to be a truck loader, and I broke my pinky. Well, I broke my, pinky, bleh, broke my pinky toe one morning. Put some toothpicks in tape oh. to brace it and <laughs> kept working. You'll be fine. This is your cliche, spit on it, rub some dirt on an injury. This is, I'm good. If I was a football player... And I was and I was on ESPN's fantasy leagues. There'd be a little red envelope, and it would say questionable. Dusty was absent from practice Wednesday through Thursday, but was a full participant in Friday's practice, expecting to play on Sunday. Is there is there a specific reason as to why this 5K is so important to you? It's the first one I've ever done. Uh, all right. I used to be a all fatty, right. and I would never do one of these. I lost some weight. I got into some like walking exercises. Right. I dig it. Plus, the girlfriend wants to do it, and uh, you know, you don't really say no to people like so that. Some, well, I, I feel like if they were, they were going to say no, this this would be the occasion to do so. But there's some self pride in it. I get it. Right, and it's also it's it's like a pinky toe. Like if it was my ankle, like if I high ankle sprain, there's no way, Jack, that I'm going anywhere near a 5K. But the other thing too is that like a 5K is the most like snub way to say you're just gonna go walk three miles. I mean, do you have the proper footwear attire? Do, yeah, you yeah. want to see? Yeah, I got brand, brand. I got you brand good? new Nikes, man. Here they All are, right, right here. All Look right, you got some good support there. This okay, is, this is nice. Do you it. know, we got it. Smells I'm, I'm good. I'm here for it. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. We didn't need you to smell your shoe, but thank you. Well, that's because it still smells good. I, I mean, new car smell, new shoe smell, two of the best. <laughs> Right. Or if you were a kid and you got a brand new action figure, also a very solid smell. This is Werewolf at Night. Dusty Likens with you, Julio Sanchez. I'm not doing my job. I don't tell you that you can tune in Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock and get all your fantasy advice with myself as we get you set up for the Sunday slates. Julio, this from the 660. Our high school football coach got weights dropped on his foot and broke it and ran a half marathon. Every person he has ever coached knows that fact about him. 
I ain't that big, man. I mean, <laughs> go for it, man. I'm here for it. I, I'd like to know how this ends. You're going to be in pain, but I'm here for it. From the 913, it's starting to cloud my mind. I broke my toe down, uh, tripping down the stairs. Doctor couldn't do anything. Trust me, do not run on it. Mine still hurts six months. See, yours is the big toe. Mine is the pinky toe. I have a little bit of a jacked up pinky toe, so it doesn't sit on the ground. It kind of stays elevated. It's, you saw it, Julio. It is very plumish purple. And it's definitely broke, but I think I'll be okay. So you're not concerned at all about the long-term effect long-term effect I don't, of this, I, right? I think too many people have broke their pinky toe and they're doing just fine. Yeah, but most of them didn't <laughs> didn't do a 5K two days after breaking it. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it, man. I'm here. I'm here to support you. It's a, it's for a good cause, so sure. And it's not me, so you know this segment is off the rails. Why not? Sometimes you go off the script, right? Um, when we come back, we'll talk about why I think this game is more important to Patrick Mahomes than anybody else. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in Bink at Night slash Erase. Werewolf at Night, Julio Sanchez, Dusty Likens, Chase Southland Toe Service, Text line 913-576-7610. Um, <laughs> I did a half Ironman in 15 on a torn ACL. Good for you, sir. I have, side note, I have torn my ACL and MCL. And I did it when I was inebriated. So I'm sure mom's proud to hear that somewhere well done. out there. Um, Jags, Titans, Browns, Eagles, etc. Change their uniforms and they're still ass. Uh, on <laughs> On Mike's theory, uh, I think the Ravens, didn't they change theirs and they got a little bit better? I don't know. Picky toes are useless. Do the run for that. And those people out there wondering why I'm talking about that. Fell down the stairs yesterday. Foot got caught in the railing, and I'm pretty damn sure I broke my pinky toe, and I have a 5K tomorrow at 8 a.m. I'm going to do it. I've been advised not to by some, <laughs> but by others I've been told to just suck it up and go do it. Um Somebody who I don't think's ever done a f- actually, you know what? He did a half marathon. I'm pretty sure is Pete Sweeney, and Pete Sweeney joins the show now. Join now, uh, my friend, a mentor to me, uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead <laughs> Pride. Uh, he can't, you can find him everywhere. He's all over. He's like on 41 Action News. He's on 610 17 times a week. He's on the Rapid Reaction Show. It it's not it's not what you think it is. It's <laughs> the one that goes on on Sunday nights after every Chiefs game with Steven Serta, who's also. My guy Pete, what what uh, what's going on, man? Friday afternoon. Yes, yes. Hi, I'm also on the Arrowhead Pride post game show right here on Sixteen Sports Radio. Don't forget about that. Mm. I, I try to pop off uh, on everything, so I try to I try to do my best to make the rounds, if you will. I was looking at the seconds, and it took us forty five seconds just to get all your plugs in. So we're good. We don't have to like save that <laughs> till the end. How you're supposed to do that in radio, um, Pete? This game obviously Sunday is a big one. It's three twenty five. It's it's Joe Buck. It's it's Troy Aikman. Uh, Sunday afternoon, it's Cowboys. It's Chiefs. But I'm going to skip everything that everybody's probably talked to you all week. And my question is, I'm just kind of lost with the Clyde Edwards-Alaire injury update. Like, he's been practicing, I want to say, basically for two weeks. Um, it seems like every time somebody practices and they've been on the IR, they normally come back after a week, definitely after two we're all the way to Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and there's still really no new news on uh, on Clyde. Yeah, we spoke to head coach Andy Reid to wrap the week on, on Friday, and Reid said he had another good week of practice. Now, before last game, 
Andy said that it would be a stretch for Clyde to play this week. It seems like he has a, a better chance, but you got to remember now he's on injured reserve. So the Chiefs have, and they're in the midst of this, they have a 21-day window to activate him since he started uh, practice. So right now we're probably at around the, the 10 or 9-day mark of, of time left to activate him. I think you might see it this week. The Chiefs are, are facing a, a decision where they could activate him, play him against the Cowboys, or maybe you, you continue to have him on the sideline and you get the extra week because the bye week is following up. I will say it did sound like the Chiefs were more optimistic this week. It might be a case where if he's not going to be any more ready, they probably do bring him up for this, this Cowboys game. And if that happens, you can look for that to come through the, the news cycle on arrowheadpride.com and, and Twitter and, and all that good stuff at around Saturday, 2 p.m., 3 p.m. is usually when that news comes down uh, for the activations on Sunday. That's the deadline in the NFL to, to get these guys up. No need to remind anybody who's listening right now to uh, who's talking as the most familiar voice in Kansas City when it comes to the Chiefs. Another thing that you mentioned on Arrowhead Pride is an article that I actually read today. Big fan. Um, Josh Gordon. It's been, I don't know, five weeks. Uh, one catch, 11 yards. Nothing's really happened. There's a lot of people on one side of the room that are saying, I told you so. He got signed. He did this in Seattle. He did this in New England. Um, it's not going to work out. And then there's the other half of the room that's kind of on the fence. It's like they saw the picture of him in just like very tight shorts and a very uh, ripped body. I've, I've yet to show my girlfriend that picture because I'm, I'm honestly scared as hell to show her that. But other people are waiting for that Josh Gordon to maybe come out, that athletic side. Pete, I don't really know uh, what to expect or when to expect. So to be honest with you, from, from my point of view, I'm all out on 19. I wonder what Arrowhead Pride's viewpoint is on what's going on because you guys are more involved with practice and you see things yeah. that not everybody else sees. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that the Chiefs are continuing to bring him along. I think it, it's been a a situation where he had to get back into football shape. As much as, okay, this guy's a natural at what he can do during the times when he's been healthy and had his head on straight on the field, he's been an asset to teams. It's hard to not play since 2019, I think, just get back on the football field and, and be productive. And you're also looking at a player that has to earn the respect of Patrick Mahomes and get a rapport with him on the fly for the past few weeks before last week, Patrick Mahomes was going through his own struggle. So I think it's part of that. I think, you know, you got to think back to Sammy Watkins when he was healthy, if you can if you can jog your memory and, and think about that. Sammy Watkins was never a, an impactful player necessarily production-wise on a consistent basis. It was these games where all of a sudden it would be like a Sammy Watkins game where he would kind of break out for 100 150, sometimes 200 yards. A lot of times it was when Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were shut down to an extent. So you didn't really see that last week. Mahomes was really cooking with both of these guys, Hill and Kelsey, who were always going to be the first and second read. And then the third option ended up being Daryl Williams because the Chiefs are now checking down with some of the looks the defenses are giving them. So I, I think just because he's had struggles doesn't necessarily mean that we're not going to see him produce. I thought it was a good sign that the Chiefs played him for more than 30 snaps. That means they're getting more and more trust in him on the field. I think at a certain point you're going to play a good defense. They're going to be finding ways to stop Tyree Kill by having some safety help or doubling and bracketing Travis Kelsey. And then I think 
that's where you're going to see Gordon start to come into his own. You know, those scenarios where Sammy Watkins is drive, I think that's what they envision for Gordon. It just hasn't happened yet. I can understand, though. I can understand why you want to jump off the, the wagon, so to speak. But I'm, I'm hanging tough. I, I really think at some point here we're going to get the Gordon game. With all the – because it just makes sense, and obviously the Chiefs have a bye next week, but it seems like with all the rules that the NFL consistently changes every year, I know there's a rule that every Thanksgiving Detroit and Dallas play home games. And this game on the schedule – says that, and this is during Thanksgiving, that the Cowboys are at the Chiefs uh, when it comes to this game. Why has the NFL, in your mind, not decided to deject that rule that has been around for whoever knows how many years? But, like, can we get a group consensus that, like, nobody cares to watch Detroit on Thanksgiving? Nobody cares to watch Dallas on Thanksgiving? Maybe I say nobody. I mean, I know Dallas is considered America's team, and they draw a lot of numbers. But, like, you'd think... That the way the NFL has always been able to mark itself, how they play, they play in Wembley Stadium or in Tottenham's new stadium, but they haven't decided to get together. Maybe it's an owner's thing. I don't know to like think about. Hey, on Thanksgiving, we want to mirror what the NBA does on Christmas and just load it with matchups to where it's just game after game after game where you're like, we're not going anywhere. Or are they just too traditional when it comes to Dallas and Detroit playing at home? Man, it's hard for me to think that they'll ever move Detroit and Dallas off of Thanksgiving. I, I, I think that's a, a tough ask. Now, if you want to convince me that maybe they can get a morning game going, I, I'd say why not? I mean, we have these teams in London that play. I understand it's, it's the afternoon in London, but realistically, you could have these guys play what would be a morning game um, and, and get it over with and have four games, and that, that way at least you're intermixing some. I think it's just been a, a tradition of the NFL that they've had for so long, and, and it was terrible last year. I'm, I'm going to try to remind you of last year. The lineup was Bears, Lions, Raiders, Cowboys. Not this year's Cowboys. This is the, the Cowboy version that was playing for a sub-500 NFC East, and it didn't even go to the Cowboys. Washington ended up winning the, the division. And the last game was Bills versus Saints. But because of the COVID stuff, Bill Saints ended up getting banged. I thought it was such a Thanksgiving disappointment because that was the game that everybody was looking forward to, and they had to play it a few days later. I think it'll be a little bit better you know, now that the Cowboys are at least a little bit better. Um, the Lions are currently winless, so no help there. But Good. at least you get one of, the, one of those two games. Uh, should, should be a little bit better. When it comes to Thanksgiving, are you are you more like pro sides guy, dessert guy, or are you all about the bird? Yeah, I I would I'd be partial to the the trimmings. I'm I'm not a huge turkey man. I I eat it quite a bit during the year. I understand that having the actual, um, you know, having the actual turkey, it's a little bit thicker. It, it could be Dry. better, but I'm. I'm I'm more of a mashed potato, gravy guy, stuffing. Really like a little green bean casserole mix in, and then uh, you gotta you gotta make sure you you have an Irish coffee and mm-hmm. you get that down with blueberry pie and some ice cream, baby. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I'm big, I'm big into that. We're both we're both Irish guys, so uh, it's nice. Um, other than the fact that when the Chiefs make the playoffs this year, and we do another playoff uh, spinoff show, which is very popular amongst a, po- a lot of people in um, in Kansas City. Pete, I got to do it to you. I need a prediction for Sunday. 
Uh, Chiefs Dallas three twenty five. Yeah, I I was thinking this game would be a lot closer. I I think it really became a lot more manageable on Friday afternoon with Amari Cooper and the whole COVID situation, where he's ruled out not only for Sunday but for what will be Thursday, likely for that Thanksgiving game. And so the Cowboys take quite a hit and. He's a, a really good player. And not to say that, you know, the Chiefs haven't been able to handle Devontae Adams and players like that, but I just think it's different when you have almost two number ones in Amari Cooper um, and what is C.D. Lamb. So now it's going to be a little bit more C.D. Lamb-centric. I, I think it's a big break for the Chiefs because they've proven that they can handle one of these top receivers. And so uh, I think that gives them a little bit more of the edge. I was going to say it's going to be a one- or two-point Chiefs victory. I said the first to 40. I don't know. Now I'm maybe leading like a 36 to 31 type of victory for Kansas City. I, I really was impressed with the Chiefs finally last week, and, and this Cooper situation gives me a lot of confidence, especially given the fact that uh, they've been game, game planning all week for him to be there. COVID, when, when that situation strikes, is quite a surprise. Mm-hmm. That could kind of derail what you were trying to do all week. So um, to me, huge break for the Chiefs and cost him a few points in my eyes. Well, Pete, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for joining us on a Friday night, uh, a binkless uh, Friday night. Uh, we'll see you or talk to you pretty soon, hopefully, and I hope you have a good weekend and enjoy this Dallas and uh, Chiefs game. Always happy to join Werewolf at night. See, Pete gets it. Pete understands what the show's called. So you're just taking over Bink's Bink show? That's, that's what you're doing? Just calling what it, it seems like. Gotcha. That's what I have to say. Says we'll get back to the pinky toe here in just a second. Um, but coming up next, a little bit of a backseat to why this game is important to Patrick Mahomes more than anybody else. I promise I'll get to that. But what I want to get to next, other than that, is that, well, to be honest with you, this game has some sort of meaning between both owners, and it goes all the way back, and it's over a birdhouse. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Getting a lot of mixed reviews on this broken pinky toe. Like, we're, conv- we're, we're officially all in that it's broke, right? Like, yeah. we, it's yeah. there. That's broke. That's fractured. If you need sure. evidence of uh, if the if the toe if the if the pinky toe is broke, uh, all you got to do is go to the six ten Twitter account or mine at Dusty Likens or at six ten Sports KC. Uh, sorry that it's a graphic picture of my foot, but it is definitely broken. I'm pretty sure you can tell me or not if I need to do this five k tomorrow. Um, kind of looks like Earthworm Jim. <laughs> it looks it looks like something from a science fiction movie. Uh, it's gnarly, man. That's that's pretty gnarly. It looks like I've been outside the wall in Game of Thrones barefoot for at least six days. <laughs> You've got a little frostbite or something. Oh, no. Uh, big it's night purple. tonight. Yeah, big night tonight here uh, in Kansas City. Chiefs-Cowboys coming up on Sunday, 325. Joe Buck, everybody's Kansas City's everybody's favorite announcer in Kansas City. I don't get it. If you ever want to know a funny story about Joe Buck, just look up. Joe Buck tells story about eating pot brownies on Dan Levitard's show. And just... Let that be the the tease into your story there because it is uh, quite hilarious. But coming up Sunday is Chiefs Dallas, Dak Mahomes, Amari Cooper's out because of COVID protocol. CeeDee Lamb is the new uprising superstar wide receiver. 
as well as others, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, who's a baller in Minnesota. And then, obviously, there's Tyree Kuhl, who I think is the number one wide receiver, but that's not the main story to some. This is, in fact, a game in which the owners have a little bit of stake and a little bit of pride into. That's right. Clark Hunt, Jerry Jones. Obviously, there is a Hunt before Clark, and that was Lamar. And he and Jones lived in the same area. And they had a little bit of a, I don't know, rich man rivalry, right? And the way we go back to this, um, this is what we call the Preston Road Trophy. Are you familiar? You have heard of this before? Uh, no. Okay. Well, no. if you would have heard Bob Fesco this week earlier, um, he did a song. Kind of familiar with what Cody Tapp does. It's like almost become a music station here on 610 Sports Radio. That is either sarcasm or humor for you, however you want to take that. Um, but a friendship that was created between Jerry Jones and Lamar Hunt, as they obviously are both big football minds. They have a lot in which, uh, a lot of stake in why football is to where it's at. But in 1998, Hunt presented the Preston Road Trophy to Jones, who describes it as like a birdhouse fixed up real nice. The Chiefs claimed it that year. By tra The traveling trophy has changed hands a few times since then. Jones should be in possession of it now after the November 5th, 2017 Dallas Cowboy victory. Um, so Jones has it right now, and this is how Jerry Jones explained it. Again, there's no audio, but there is this. It says, he had it built, looks like a birdhouse. He had it all fixed up real nice, maybe 25, 26 years ago, and presented it with me at Preston the Preston Road Trophy. He said whether it's preseason or whether it's regular season, the winner will get the Preston Road Trophy, at, and it is really something, and it's presented to me at a meeting over at SMU that was having it. Uh, it was much as well enough. Sure enough, they did it in the first game we did. We played and won't do it. We won't don't play very often, but when we do, we exchange it, whoever wins. Here's my theory on this. That if, in fact, Clark Hunt wins this Sunday, his team, his franchise that he owns, if the Chiefs win... Clark Hunt should do what is popular right now and do a TikTok or a video oh, with a baseball bat destroying the trophy. Unless there's more to it than that. There's more to it than just hanging it on a tree in Dallas so when people drive by that are all rich, they're like, oh, Jerry's got the birdhouse. Jerry won it. That's fine. That's cool. Oh, Clark's got it this week. Clark has it. Well, it was Clark's dad who, in, you know, gifted it to Jerry Jones. It's Jerry Jones who had the rivalry with Lamar Hunt. What would be funny, unless they're, like, hiding, like, $10,000 in this that they secretly give to each other if they lose because that's what they're wagering it on, which I don't think owners can bet on their teams to win. Obviously, that would probably be highly illegal. Clark Hunt should just take it out like an office space, play the same song, and just take a baseball bat to the birdhouse. Is that wrong to do? I mean, can I just say that this is not yeah. the most visually appealing trophy I've ever seen. It looks like just a, it looks like someone made it in a high school woodshop class. Well, they said he decked it up real nice. Uh, I mean, that's, it's, I guess it's in the eye of the beholder. That's, it's not decked out real nice to me, but you know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not really a rivalry between, uh, between, I don't think Clark Hunt and, and Jerry Jones. It is called the Preston Road Trophy. Bob Fesco of Fesco in the Morning did a song on it if you want to check it out. But uh, as Jerry Jones says, uh, then this new bash owner of the Dallas Cowboys moves right down the street from him. 
which is what makes the game a little bit more personal to Clark Hunt than all the other NFC matchups, which is why they have to live next to each other and see it. That, to them, is why the rivalry is what it is when it comes to the two, when it comes over to a birdhouse trophy uh, of Preston Drive in Dallas. Julio Sanchez, Dusty Likens, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Werewolf at Night. Binkley was on this morning, so you had Bink in the morning. You have Werewolf at Night when we come back. Josh Ferner will join us at 715 because the Royals had some news today. They also, they also had some news on the 40-man roster and with uniforms. And I'm personally a good friend of Josh Furnier's, and he wanted to join the show. That's not made up. He wanted to come on tonight. He reached out to me, said, hey, Dustman, let me have some words tonight with the people to let them know that baseball is still relevant, even if it is football season. And also, this game's big. This game's big to Patrick Mahomes, whether you believe it or not, and I'll tell you why after this. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 